This is a very serious podcast. Hannah, I was reminded of something I heard recently. It was an article that came out many years ago in a rock and roll magazine. It asked people the question, what is the song that rocked your world? Hmm. In other words, what is either your favorite song or a song that had a big impact on you personally or perhaps artistically if you were an artist? Songs that rocked your world. And I thought about that, and I have some songs that, that rocked my world or that I thought were really, really good anyway, that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah. I have some, too. I was – what would be your top one? Can you think of – My very top song? <clears throat> I guess it doesn't have to be the very top, but what would you What would you say? Okay. Well, right now, I really like this song. It's called Blue Healer by Bird Talker. It's made in 2016. It's about kind of it's about grief, I think, and how to how how sadness can actually kind of help you become stronger. Blue healer, blue healer. The, the song that rocked my world. Mm-hmm. This is going to go back. It's going to way back back into the eighties. <clears throat> Whoa! Remember, we were talking about the generations during our generations podcast about uh-huh. the various things that were invented during. The, the lifetime of Generation Xers, we mm-hmm. grew up seeing all of these new things being invented. Right. One of the things that was invented, mm-hmm. well, not quite invented, but certainly it became a thing that was more popularly viewed and consumed as a pastime, and it was sort of an obligatory thing that started to happen, is the music video. Artists, you know, pop artists and rock, rock star artists would make a, a music video to accompany their, their hit songs. And I have to tell you, the song... And the video that accompanied it that rocked my world the most. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, I think it rocked the whole world. I think it, I think I know what you're going to say. It was Michael Jackson's Thriller, right? Because that that song, the the the, the, the album Thriller was released in 1982 in time for Christmas, basically. And it and the singles that were then released the following year in 1983, and Thriller wasn't released until November. And I remember with great, we, we waited with great anticipation because they, they did a lot of hype about how great the video for Thriller was going to be. And I remember going to, we go back to my 80s teen self, going to an all night skate at the roller skating rink. It's essentially a lock in. Oh, I know a what youth, an all night skate event, is. A youth event. At I, an think all night skate. I think I've been to a lock in. Yeah. yeah, it's a lock-in, and where and where it was an all-night skate where the roller skating rink was open all night, and and they loaded up all the video game consoles, you know, Pac-Man and Space Invaders and Asteroid and all that thing, joust with all the quarters and just kept loading up the quarters, and games were free all night for your. It was it was an amazing. Anyway, one night they they planned on when when the Thriller was about to be released, mm. they kind of planned it and they showed it at the at the all-night skate. They they closed the skate floor. They lowered the projector screen and they said, okay, everybody, you know, skate out there and sit down. And, um, and people who are, were watching or playing games upstairs could also come down and they could watch it. And they showed oh. this, it was like a movie. Oh. And little did we know that this video for Thriller was a little movie. It was a short horror film that concluded with one of the most epic music video dance numbers mm-hmm. ever. And darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. 
Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Excellent. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the uh, and, and it was a little. It was a movie, a horror movie, and the video. And we, we were blown away by this by this video. It was incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So I would say that is the the pop song that that definitely rocked my world. Um. Do you have, do you have another one? I do. Yes, I have one that's actually older than the one that you just mentioned. I'm a funny dame by Eartha Kitt. Okay, I don't know if she wrote it, but she sang it. So Eartha Kitt, you might know her as the voice of Yzma yeah. in Emperor's New Groove. It says, "I'm a funny dame. Maybe I don't say I love you. Maybe sometimes I don't exactly show I love you. Though I'm not much at saying to you thank you. I'm yours just the same." Aw, oh, sweet. Yeah, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear that song. I've never heard that song, to my yeah. knowledge. I, mean, I may have heard it, but I, I, I wouldn't be able to sing it for yeah. you now. It's good. Excellent. Like it. Excellent. That's great. <laughs> okay, I have another one. Yeah, go for it. Uh, this will be real quick, because we've talked about this song extensively in our horror episode. Okay. And the song is Hotel California. Right. That is one of my favorite songs. 1977, The Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in our poetry episode, actually. Poetry? Yeah. We may have done, but we certainly did talk about it during our horror episode because oh. it was we were talking about how horror is um, a genre that can take many forms. You know, movies, books, short stories, poetry, and then even a song, which in this case, Hotel yeah. California, is, is it's, it's scary because it's a part about... How they stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill, kill the beast. Yeah, I love that song. And yep. I always listen to it whenever it comes on the radio. You know, it's, it's, it, can, it can result in a driveway moment. Like if mm-hmm. I'm, I've just arrived somewhere, I'll sit in the driveway and listen to. I really like the song Simple Man by Leonard Skinnerd. Huh, 1973. Um, but there is a version of it that was done by Jason Mann and uh, Jensen Ackles. They did they did it a little bit more, like even more country. And this was a song that it made me wish that I had a son who I could tell these things to. Basically, wow. I'll list my third, uh, my honorable honorable mention. This song. Is this is so obscure? Uh, people familiar with 1980s Christian pop music might remember this song. I might, but it's called "How Could You Say No" by Billy Sprague. What? <laughs> yes, it's very obscure from like 1984 or something uh-huh. like that. And it was a, a a popular, I think, probably youth group song, but mm-hmm. it was very instrumental in in shaping my uh, uh, life as a person of faith. Right, because you were like 18. I was 17, yes. Yeah, and yeah. that was kind of when you, as they say, found religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a, it was very important um, a part of the presentation um, on, a, mm. on, a, on a weekend youth retreat that uh, that was very important in my life. And um, yeah, if you've listened to that song, it was, uh, it had a pro- profound impact on a lot of people who listened to it. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I thought it would be fun to talk about music though, because I had just been taking in a online course about uh, philosophy and we were talking about Plato. Yeah. And Plato has a lot to say about songs and music in Plato's uh, Republic. He says, the rearing in music is most sovereign because rhythm and harmony most of all insinuate themselves into the innermost part of the soul and most vigorously lay hold of it. 
it brings either grace or it's opposite. Yep. And I thought that was fascinating. And uh, I wrote this this uh, little statement down. I don't know if this was my own paraphrase of what I got from this course or if this is a direct quote from the presenter, but I'm going to read mm-hmm. it. It says that education in poetry in general, music, the arts, education in the arts and in the proper appreciation of the arts is the basis of a sound mind and a sound heart. We must be properly shaped in our imaginative and emotional lives to recognize the true, the good, and the beautiful. Uh, Plato goes on. He says about music being sovereign. Furthermore, it is sovereign because the man properly reared on rhythm and harmony would have the sharpest sense for what's been left out and what isn't a fine product of craft or what isn't a fine product of nature. And due to his having the right kind of dislikes, he would praise the fine things and taking pleasure in them and receiving them into his soul, he would be reared on them and become a gentleman. He would blame and hate the ugly in the right way. And while he's still young, before he's able to grasp reasonable speech. It, it's so fascinating because it's true, isn't it? I mean, you remember these songs that you heard when you were a child. I, I certainly do. Like, you just started saying that that line from, from Thriller. Just Yep, because I grew up listening to that album. Yeah. The best of Mike. No, it was the best of Michael Jackson. Yeah. It had like, um, oh, what was it? I took my baby to the doctor with a fever, but nothing she, he found. They said she had, had a breakdown. breakdown. What song is that? Someone's What's it called? Always crying, trying stop my baby crying. Hustling, stealing, lying. You just want to be starting something. something. Yeah. Oh, starting something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that one. So um, I haven't heard that song. In years, and yet we just sort of did mm-hmm. it. Okay, so sort this of. Is, this is how it, the music. I can I can pick up like randomly. Yeah. Beatles songs will come into my head, and I'll start singing them, or songs from the yeah. radio. Or oh, I remember when oh. when you were kids, and we used to ride around going places, and we yeah. had our nineteen eighties music radio song station on. Mm-hmm. You guys were always astounded at how many of these songs I could just, I just knew. Yeah, you know. Oh no, "Beat It" is one of my go to karaoke songs. Oh, yeah. It's a real hit on first dates, let me tell you. <laughs> True <Great>. story. <laughs> cool. You can sing Beat It for uh, yeah. a karaoke? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Occasionally, I will moonwalk. They told him, don't you ever come around here. Don't want to see your face. You better disappear. The fire's in their eyes and their words are really clear. So beat it. Just beat it. So a great guitar solo in that song as well. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Oh man. So I'm not sure that <laughs> that probably won't make it into the episode, but it might be a bit extra. <laughs> I think it should make it into the episode. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So the mo- uh, Plato also says I-, I don't know if we could talk about. I mean, I- well, I don't know. Can we talk about I- Plato and Michael Plato Jackson? And Michael Jackson. In the I same think so. Thing. I think so because Michael Jackson was a remarkable talent, mm. and his music. It's really good, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, education in rhythm and harmony. Wow. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that for the most part, I think that a lot of his lyrics of many of his songs were, were, were very wholesome. You know, there wasn't a lot of things that would be a problem for, for younger or more sensitive listeners or, or things that parents might not necessarily want their children to listen to. Oh, or, yeah. Nice, wholesome uh, things like... Uh, Whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell. 
<laughs> and rot yeah. inside a corpse's shell. Yeah, totally wholesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cracked me up, Hannah. All right, yeah. Hands of hell. Hands of hell. Yeah, and Hotel California. I don't know if that's exactly uh, yep. wholesome. But, but the thing is, though, musically, though, like the, the Eagles are so good m- musically. And uh, Michael Jackson, very good. And the other thing, too, is that I would be remiss if we didn't mention, if I didn't mention, the value of learning an instrument. And especially an instrument that you would play in an ensemble, like an orchestra or a, a band. I mean, even if you're just playing the acoustic guitar in a, in a, in a band with some other players and singing John Denver songs. I mean, learning how to play music in an ensemble or singing in a choir even. It's so valuable and it's so sad that that education in music, the musical arts is not automatic in many schools because of whatever funding or staffing issues or they just don't think it's important. Mm-hmm. But it is important. It's vitally important, in fact, that that people be have a, have an, an aesthetic sense that is trained to appreciate what truly is good and beautiful. <laughs> 